0: In a world ruled by Bacon, a handful of heroes will stand tall this summer. The tube knots are assigned their most harrowing mission yet missions.
1: Welcome back, and thank you for joining us. You were just listening to Finar Pilot's song, KDR Assault. This is episode four of the Tube Knots. should you choose to accept it. All about missions. But first, the news. Um, the toolbar was recently updated to version point four one eight, and it added some neat features. You can block sites from the all-seeing eye of PMOG, so if you are one of those people who are concerned about tracking all of your browsing history, you can add whichever... Um, domains you would like to its list of block sites and it will not follow you there but make sure you don't do it on a badge site or else you won't get your twitter badge also it claims there's new icons but do you can you guys tell the difference i can't
2: uh i can't actually tell the difference i just installed it and it looks uh similar
1: doesn't the destroyer just look a little
2: puffier yeah but i mean that's an important change i think I think so. that was definitely worthy of release, I think yeah. of an update Aww. um
1: also, I just noticed this today there's a share this mission function on uh, mission sites, yeah. and um I like uh, it so much. yeah, I want you to talk about it
3: sure uh, when you've completed a mission uh, at the bottom of the page, you can spend two dp to send an email notifying somebody that you think it'll be a full mission. And if they're not a member of Pmod already, we can have them sign up through this email. So, as Pixie was suggesting earlier, it seems like a really good way to get people um, kind of an idea of how the site works and what it's all about, and also tailor the in, the invite there.
1: And also, you, it's kind of cool how you can just put like a bounty on your missions. You know, if you really want to get your your count up.
2: Yeah, that's it's pretty good. The only thing that I uh, I sort of anticipate is it looks like it only takes email addresses right now, which means it'd be really good if you invite somebody and want to sort of give them some starter missions, but not necessarily so good for existing players because you're not going to know the email addresses of most of the people you play with. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I mean it's good to get people in it. And we're we're hypothesizing here on the cast, we have no official confirmation, that it also contributes to your invite count if you're going for those badges. So, you know, it's a cool way to get people in. And Pixie, you had a good a good point about why you think that's a good way to invite people rather than just inviting them cold, cold from the invite button.
0: Well, sure. I mean, especially if you see a mission that you know would be of interest to one of your friends that you'd like to play PMOG with. And then it also kind of illustrates what PMOG does. Instead of just saying, oh, it's this neat way of enhancing your browsing, it's, well, this is what you can do with the mm-hmm. toolbar. You can create these missions. And hey, look what this person did. This mission's so neat. I think you'd love it.
1: Also, there's um, user7macaw made a, made a really neat page called PMogonomics. Um, and FDM, you want to talk a little bit about that?
2: Uh, yeah, PMOG looks to be uh, a tool, um, as we mentioned, by Seven Macaw to track the yeah, tool yeah. use uh, every, uh, what is it, day um, on PMOG and sort of uh, take a look at the, the ebb and flow of various tools. Um, it would have been uh, really interesting to see the numbers for uh, Chaos and Order Week uh, to see how they actually ended up uh, panning out. But I think it's a really neat tool, and, and there will be a lot of applications
3: in the future. Um I also wanted to point out that the, and this is a secondhand statistic but um apparently during the weeks of order and chaos like uh light post usage went really far down and a lot of people lost their pathmaker association so it'll be really interesting once people get interested in starting mission making again like who has got all the tools
1: yeah just to put it out there I have a whole bunch of light posts I bought um and I'm selling them at a premium, so...
0: Yeah, I have 676 that Ow. are just kind of hanging out, so, oh, wow. you know, at 50 a pop, I think that's a deal.
1: Yeah, so, <laughs> you know who would hit up for that. Right. But
0: I, I think something else we wanted to share with the audience was uh, Tone Deaf's amazing landslide win as the most popular tube knot. Yeah. And uh, Starry Ice's... Um, the Sheep game. Of... Yeah, the sheep of P-Mog. Uh basically you are rewarded for answering with the most popular um, thing in, of the PMAG tools, the associations, the trustees, a random tube knot. So you're trying to come up with, of those items, which is the most popular. Yeah, so were like the ones with the most questions. Exactly. And then the random questions were a popsicle flavor, which, um, you know, unfortunately was red or orange, so cherry or orange, uh, the seven <laughs> dwarves that are not dopey, a sign of the zodiac, and a color of the rainbow. And of those tools, they were uh, mines, which I don't think uh, surprises anybody. No. Um, and I don't remember what the association was.
3: Um, I think Pathmaker.
0: I, yeah, I, I, think I, I would is. have to look. So this uh, is not like...
1: The it's kind of We're like Family Feud, but with
3: exactly. Yeah, it on. is very exactly. much yeah.
1: Well, I then, just wish I could hear okay. Louis Anderson say my name. <laughs>
0: oh come on, Richard Dawson. So. Um, and then uh Burn Day was the most popular trustee, and then our very own tone deaf was the most popular tube Not.
1: Oh, thank <laughs> so. I just want to say out there, to everyone, thanks for for bringing me up as a snap decision when. Uh, You were asked for a tube knot That means so much to me. And there are certain people out there in PMOG, such as Shoats and such as other associations like Such As, that don't have nominations. And I think that our children, we can share nominations like Such As in, in order to better help our children. You are listening to Project Wildfire by Binar Pilot. We're the Tube Knots and we're so glad you could join us. Um, On this episode we're talking about missions and for our panel discussion about missions we have a very special guest, uh, T-Storm. T-Storm we're so glad you could make it today.
4: Thanks for having me.
1: Uh, um, The panel discussion this week is missions. What's their deal? What do you hope to accomplish when you make a mission? What inspires you to make a mission? We're just going to talk to hear from some of the tube knots and get their thoughts on their missions and why they made them. So why don't you take it away?
0: When I first started playing PMOC in in February, it it was still really, really quiet. I mean, it was really, you know, there were only a few dozen missions in total. So it was really very much, you know, a choose your own adventure type of situation. And I just made missions about things that I liked. I mean, bread, organic farming, um, things that that I knew a little bit about, but then I wanted to know more about. And making a mission gave me an excuse to look up a whole bunch of different pieces of information and thread them all together. So I thought, hey, if this is interesting to me, maybe it's interesting to somebody else. Maybe I could teach somebody something.
2: All right, so I started in March, and uh, for me, it was a matter of I would first look to see if anybody had done the mission first. And uh, I, I was sort of a little concerned about filling knowledge gaps because uh, I like to write stuff about the things I like, but I also like to to provide um, something that hasn't really been done before. Uh, so I started out with, with a really easy one that actually did have a couple of... Uh, of other missions like that, which was uh, anonymity online. And then I just started talking about um, other things. I had uh, a mission basically just explaining um, why The Wire is awesome. Um, it's an HBO show. I then uh, did a mission explaining the rules for, uh, for Go, which is a really old board game. Um, then uh, my last two, I did one about um, the Canadian independent music scene. And then just last week, I did a mission about longboarding, which is uh, uh, like skateboarding but better. Um, in the end, it's basically just uh, I, I take uh, things I like. I, I do a quick search and then put the links together and, uh, and write it up. And I really like sort of going for um, the, the slightly more um, obscure things, I guess. Ellie Hall?
3: The way that I make missions... I kind of try and curate uh, things, you know, according to theme, because during my daily browsing, I come across a lot of random and interesting stuff. But if I find something that really intrigues me, I try and build a mission around it. Um, But my first two were kind of like common, popular topics. Uh, I made one about pirates. So it was like kind of a little bit of an intro to pirate history, but then you could like generate your pirate name and figure out the name of your ship and learn how to speak like a pirate. Um, And the other one was about DIY crafting. So it hit some of the major sites and forums and then some of the lesser-known blogs that I visit. Um, But my other three uh, are a little more niche, I guess. Um, One is about meatless bacon. Uh, It's titled Save Our Shoats, as in SOS. (laughs) Uh, and then the other ones are like literally weird stuff that I had found and I was like, huh, I actually have tons of links like this um, so one is about futuristic housing solutions like houses that float um, so they're they're made for places like Venice which is kind of succumbing to the ocean um, and then the other one is a YouTube mission that highlights the seven wonders of the modern world um, as seen in films that's cool. I get lots of ideas for stuff, but it takes me a really long time to actually put them together because I put a lot of thought into them.
1: Yeah, that's great. And I personally love your missions, Ellie Hall. I think they're great.
3: Thank
1: you. Uh, T-Storm, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, what goes through your head when you're making a mission?
4: Um, sure, yeah. a few, Just a few things to react to. that. What Pigsy Low was saying kind of reminds me that... Uh, I don't know, I guess I wonder, aren't, aren't we all, to a certain extent, research addicts?
0: Mm-hmm. And uh,
4: that's that's part of the reason that uh, a lot of the PMOG players, I think, are playing the game, is that we re- really enjoy, you know, being on the Internet anyhow, learning new things. Um, and I guess that that's kind of addresses what Ethdem was saying, too, in terms of information gaps and... and um, and then piggybacking on um, Ellie Hall, the curating, kind of sifting your daily browsing um, seems, too, to be a matter of, uh, I don't know, it seems like that would be something that goes through a lot of people's heads is uh, an issue of sifting through the stuff you've already seen. But I've noticed for for me, there's kind of was an evolution in my mission making from, and and I, I would say that a lot of um, from what I've observed, a lot of people go through this as they move up through the levels and move through their mission-making. It starts as, like, things I like, right? And uh, that's why there's so many, like, web comics missions, I think. Mm-hmm. And then it, it, it may evolve into things you might find interesting. And uh, so that's just, for me, I think that's what the evolution was. And it went from a little bit more kind of... This is you know these are my interests to here are some things that you might find interesting, and with that um, some of my later missions actually included a quite a bit of research and educating myself first
1: and I think that's great that um I think your missions were very provocative, and I think they're very interesting, and I personally have enjoyed each one I've taken so um
2: I think uh. Oh, no, sorry. Go ahead.
3: Oh no, I was gonna say, like while preparing to kind of speak about mission making in general, um, it actually made me like sit down and focus on which ones that I really enjoy because I had a bunch queued up from when I was being like totally passive and not playing at all, and then I had an almost equal number of favorites. So, I don't know. I just, as far as missions go, like the really good, inspiring ones are both like completely new material and they almost have a narrative arc. Oh, like absolutely. They, yeah, they kind of carry you through it and then leave you with a nice finish where you can go on from
0: there.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I, think I
0: really like good commentary. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to, to me, that's what makes it so interesting. And a couple of the better ones I've been on, it, it's not even their writing. It's recycled commentary. It's from, you know, a, a favorite poem or... You know, something Shakespeare, something Longfellow, something wo- or, you know Wordsworth, something like that. It's just really nice, and it flows. And they'll just pick something visual to illustrate it. Love that. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, there's a really good Pathmaker-themed mission that kind of does that. Um, it's more philosophical, not poetry, but it's called "Excerpts from a Well-Lit Path." So I thought that was a good one to highlight for our, our mission-themed speaking.
1: Yeah, that's neat. And speaking of association-based, my one of my favorite missions um, is one from our very own Pixie Low. It's a memory of portals. It's her seer mission, and I think it's beautiful. Like I really think it's it's almost artistic in its in its uh, composition, and I I love it. And I I highly recommend it for any seers out there listening.
3: Thank you.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I think those that there are those artistic missions and they're relatively rare just give it the the pretty wide pool that we have right now uh, but <laughs> some of them are really really creative and they're doing things that um that I never would have thought of
1: yeah and there's a whole another group of missions that just sort of bends the rules to do things that missions aren't supposed to do like you know like riddle missions and branched paths but that's for another for another episode I think <laughs> At them, did you have something you wanted to introduce? Yeah, I, I
2: think that uh, the missions can be compared really aptly to uh, sort of scrapbooking or photo albums, um, mm-hmm. wherein like you, a lot of uh, scrapbooks or uh, photo albums are sort of just collections of things sort of put together. But the really skillful stuff is are um, rather are uh, things that that do present a narrative and sort of tie things together, and uh, mm-hmm. the missions uh, sort of work well that way. And not only that, um, I think it's really interesting that we're sort of like uh, have almost a different way of creating things now. There are a couple of um, authors who've mentioned that they use this as a research method where they just sort of sit um, on the Internet and slowly put things together um i know uh, Corey Doctorow, who edits boing boing for example um has mentioned a couple of times that just sort of like in his editing he gets a lot of his research done passively for his books some missions i've taken and it seems like they're not complete
4: and it's hard to articulate exactly what makes one complete but there's a lot where you know they've gotten they have like five six sites and then it, and then suddenly it ends yeah
0: yeah right like it's just scratching the surface and you're not yeah. you're not getting the full reason, or or it's really just not um, well-designed commentary. You know, you don't know why the mission maker was interested in those sites, or, you know, if it's a hobby of theirs or something they studied in school, you know, why is it interesting to them? Why should we want to take it?
1: I think, and my personal favorite part of a mission is usually the last light post That's sort of... It does give you a sense of closure, and that's not something I've really mastered yet. But a lot of missions I've taken have had really clever last links that sort of try to pull everything together, you know, and send you out on a, on a note,
3: I yeah. think. It's definitely, yeah, like, the curating over DP generating. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. And that aspect of, um, like, stuff that is new to you, right? Like, I, I took a mission on, like, zombies. I'm definitely not into zombies, but it was it was mm-hmm. great. And I took another one on tea, and that's another thing, you know, I I never drink tea, but this was, it was a really educational kind of fun mission. And the last light post, just to uh, piggyback on what you were saying, was uh, some crazy website on like, that was just pictures of hot girls drinking tea. (laughs) <laughs> I'll put the
1: link to that in in the description of the episode. But on that oh. note, and oh. um, we're going to wrap up the discussion. T Storm, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for sticking around while we were getting our act together.
4: Yeah, thanks.
1: Um, and thank we'd you. love to ha- we'd love to have you back. Um, it was lots of fun. Yeah, that's and great. And we'll uh, talk to you soon, and we'll see you guys after this musical break. Okay. That was On The Run
2: by Binar Pilot. Now FDem and Pixilo with a new feature. Every week, excellent missions fall through the cracks. I'm going to do my best to fish these missions from the sewer grate and bring them back to the light in a segment called One Star, All Stars. This week, after some admittedly hasty research, I've chosen Jimmy420's I Will Show You Fear in a Handful of Dust. Weighing in at 3 stars and only 19 users taken, this mission is imaginative, well-constructive, and frankly horrifying. Starting with an entire, the entire text of The Wasteland by T.S. Eliot, it then explores some of the world's tiniest terrors and most minute menaces, man-made or otherwise. The commentary is fantastic, the content chilling, and it caps off with some judicious YouTube use. Check it out. You won't regret it.
0: You know what? Periodic table of things. Because I'm yeah. a gigantic dork. That's it's good. one of Pies missions. <laughs> and it's just so funny.
1: I only I should keep a it better has, favorites list.
0: Well, it has like like actual um um periodic tables in it, and then some. They're like you know the periodic table of condiments, you know the periodic table of sauces.
1: Oh wait, what, are you talking? Yeah, what about that poster that's like periodic table of drinks that you put on your dorm wall? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, is that yeah. what we're talking about here? Well, it
1: has, I <laughs> mean, that that that's part like? of it. It has, like, all of them. That's really cool. <laughs> that's our show. Thank you for joining us for the fourth episode of The Tube Knots. As always, this podcast and everything contained herein is released under a Creative Commons non-commercial attribution license. To lead us out, here is Spicy Nacho giving us that brilliant voice and one more song by Binar Pilot entitled Smile.
0: Join us next week as the Tube Knots discuss. Purple sucks. Mm, <laughs> purple. <laughs>